Galactic Groovers, welcome back. I'm excited to share this wonderful chat with my friend Amanda, who is a wonderful artist, intuitive, and coach. Enjoy this conversation, and I look forward to having her on again in the future. Be sure to check out all of her links in the notes and go follow her and visit her everywhere. Uh, thank you so much for being here. It's really wonderful to be back in the groove, no pun intended, uh, with the podcast. And uh, having fun with the Patreon too. So I love you all and I will talk to you next time. Enjoy this fantastic conversation. I think it is timely with the energy going on right now during this fun little last Mercury retrograde and all of the shifting things back into direct position that is going on. Much love. So welcome, my friend Amanda Elliott. Um, I'm Grooving Goddess, as you know, uh, Groovers, and I'm excited to have Amanda on the pod to talk about her wonderful self, her podcast, her art, her um, readings that she gives, and her, you know, eventual foray into coaching. Um, and the reason I invited my wonderful friend Amanda on here was to what, what prompted me to invite you was the wonderful experience that you had um, doing your inner child uh, connecting. And that was just such a beautiful story. And I, th I thought, oh, wow, that would really help a lot of people. And so that's why I have you here. So thank you, Amanda, for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so it's been about, has that been about a month ago? I think it's been about a month ago. I'm just making sure my phone is muted. Um, yeah, I uh, I can't um, remember exactly how long ago that was. I know you did that wonderful live in the group that we're both in. And, um, you know, maybe share with the listeners and viewers um, kind of the whole thing, if you don't mind. I mean, if you're down to tell it, I really think this is one of those stories that you'll probably find yourself telling a lot <laughs> because it's a really great one. And I think, especially with the coaching, it's going to give people a lot of inspiration. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so I actually went back and looked earlier today to see, um, I had never tried breath work before and the very first breath work session that That's I did was right. was inner child and like I at that point I didn't I didn't even really have any concept of the inner child let alone my inner child but um that's the one I picked so uh, <laughs> I it was really interesting um one of the things that was very interesting was noticing all the reactions from my body, like all the ways that I was trying to distract myself from doing the work that I was trying to do, like just like random, like itching and like a pain here and like so many distractions. But um, the very first session that I did um, was back in February, it was February 2nd of this year. And um, the woman who was facilitating it, she kind of started off by saying like, um, you, you let these versions of you set the pace, um, 
come forward to you as they're comfortable. And, you know, I was listening. I was like, all right, I'm on board. And then we, we started getting into it. And I kind of started to see like flashes of different versions of me. Um, and it was, I almost had this panicky feeling like trying mm-hmm. to literally reach out to them. Like, Hey, do you want to talk to me? Hey, do you want to talk to me? And like, either they didn't acknowledge me at all, or they were almost like annoyed with me. Like, no, absolutely not. I don't want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> You're a hot mess. <laughs> exactly. Like, please kind stop of. trying to pull me in. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and, and I remember being at the end of the session, being kind of disappointed. Um, because people would share, it was, it was, it was over Zoom, but um, there were several people in the session and people were sharing about all these beautiful experiences they were having. And I was like, well, it right. sucks. Like, why didn't I have any of that? Right, right. I've had those moments too on the journey. Yeah. So I was, I was disappointed. And um, the woman kind of reflected back to me, like, it sounds like you were trying to control the experience. And which I absolutely was. <laughs> um, I can so, also relate to that. <laughs> recovering control freak over here. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. So I think I will always be recovering from that. <laughs> Same. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. I'm just like, I have my journal. Oh, that's okay. Go here. ahead. Yeah. The control freak thing. It's like, I think some of it too has a lot to do with your chart and your astrology and just, mm. you know, because I know. I mean, I have, I have so many aspects, which all have that sort of tendency. So I give myself a break on that. It's just like one of those things I'll probably always have to remind myself, okay, let go, just, you know, let it flow. (laughs) Well, and I think, I think at that point too, the, the feeling I was having was almost like, I've never done anything to any of you. Like I was a little upset, like this Mm -hmm. version of me, um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, so then the next one um, was that same month, actually, it was December, or I'm sorry, February 24th. Um, And this was with a different facilitator, but um, it, I kind of set the intention, she, this, this one wants us to set an intention specifically. So my intention was that I was going to allow any versions that wanted to come, come forward to come forward, and I was going to hold space for them and be there for them. Um, you know, love them, hold them, whatever they needed. And as I started to go through this session, I'm, I'm always laying down when I'm doing this breath work. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, in, in kind of like a, sem- a half circle, all the versions of me from like infant up until like me five minutes before I started that session were in front of me in chronological order. And for wow. the longest time, they just sat there. And it was like, it, at first it made me really uncomfortable because they were all just kind of looking at me and I was like okay that does sound here? like it would be a little <laughs> dis- disturbing because you're just like so overwhelmed by what you're seeing and then same time like you want me to talk <laughs> and, and there were so many of them it was just like it was very yeah. overwhelming um and, and then I just I cried like I cried so hard for like almost the entire session I was crying And what I, what I realized is that I set this intention that I was going to hold space for them, but they all showed up to hold space for me. And that was really cool. And right before, right before the session ended one at a time, they each brought me a white daisy and just put it down in front of me. Like I I had finished crying at that point. I was like catching my breath, but they all brought me a flower one by one. 
Um, and that, that, that was like the first, it was just so cool. <laughs> that <laughs> is so amazing. Weird. I mean, that sounds absolutely magnificent. I, I could, I mean, I could see you're, you're glowing when you're talking about it, but, uh, you know, for the listeners, but just that whole visual of seeing all of those versions of yourself and then the beautiful symbolism of, of bringing you the flowers were are daisies special to you do they have a special significance or because like when that kind of stuff happens I'm immediately like the meaning of daisies is <laughs> no I, I did I looked it yeah. up afterwards and it, it actually it has to do with like innocence and like oh. I was like oh so that made me cry all over oh again. yeah <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um yeah, I actually have, I have a tattoo plan. I'm going to get um, Daisy's tattooed on me, kind of just to have that reminder with me all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so then I didn't have another one again until um, June and not a whole lot happened in that one. It was um, five-year-old me keeps coming up and I don't I don't have any of my childhood memories. I don't know why that is, but um, for some reason, the five-year-old version of me keeps showing up. And um, there was a point where I started to get that that discomfort and you know random feelings that were trying to distract me. And I started to think about like all the things I had to do that night and the next day. And she kind of grabbed my hand and stopped me. And she said, no, like, can we just be like everything oh, you're trying to do right now? What a message yeah and and so so she just sat in my lap and I held her and it was it we just sat there together um and that's what she wanted to do and it's it's it goes back to that control of like what I want to happen but then when they start showing up and they feel comfortable what do they want to do and what do they need to happen so um so yeah that that was um that was really beautiful too and um different different versions of me um have shown up to like a couple you know the group that we're in people will post their their reiki or you know whatever Mm -hmm. the things that they're offering um and I've actually had a couple reiki sessions where like a different version of me will show up like enthusiastically wanting to help with the healing and like can we do this and can we do this so that that's always been cool to hear too um it's just the, the more that I do the more they show up and it's it's to the point now where like I'll, I'll be driving and I can feel like one of them in the in the passenger seat just sitting there with me um mm-hmm. and yeah it was it was a relationship that I didn't even know I needed and now like I can't imagine not having it um so the the most recent experience the one that you were talking about um earlier mm-hmm. I actually had a therapy session the day before I did this one and I was doing EMDR um and I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but it was at one point the word hopeless came up. And when I'm when I'm doing EMDR and therapy, um, it's almost like I'm having a conversation with my higher self. Mm. And she she knows the answers and she knows how everything works out, but she I have to figure it out for myself. And she's very like patient, a little sarcastic at times, but like really just guides me through this process of getting my own answers and um. So she asked me, who taught you how to be hopeless? Who, who had, where did you learn to be hopeless? And, and helpless also came up. Um, and, and all of a sudden, uh, and 
one of the authority figures in my life swooped in, pushed my higher self out of the way and started yelling at me. And out of nowhere, uh, like yelling at me now, Mm and out of nowhere, five-year-old me, she runs in and she starts yelling back at this person. And and I'm like in shock because first of all, I was being yelled at and that shut me down. But then she comes in and she starts yelling back and it was just, it was so much going on at one time. So much psychodrama um, at once. And it was, yeah, it was. Wow. And my higher self was like, do you see what just happened? Like, did you see that just then? Um, like she fought back, she was yelling back. And so going into that breathwork session the following day, I was really curious to see what would happen um, because I'd had that experience in therapy and um so she um trying to look at my journal sorry oh no worries oh, okay no worries. so, she, so towards the end here. towards the end of the session it not a whole lot was happening um but towards the end of the session I said to her five-year-old me I said you know I'm always here for you right and she said I know that's why I felt safe enough to fight back the other day and like when she said that, I'm not, again, like I could not stop crying. Um, That's just so deep. And I remember when you were sharing it in group, it was so raw and beautiful and emotional and inspiring. It, like, like we all really felt uh, what you were feeling that it, cause I, it made me cry to watch it <laughs> because it was just so beautiful. Um, That's wonderful. I love that so much. And, and just to have this, like, this mutual relationship where, I, you know, I'm there for her, but they're, she, the five-year-old, but then all these other versions too, like, they're all there for me as well. It's just, mm-hmm. it's the coolest thing. Um, and she, again, at the end of that session, kind of, kind of like the other one I mentioned, she just, she got in my lap and I held her and, um, I just, yeah, like I said, I can't, I can't imagine not having this relationship. And it was one that I wasn't even aware of this time last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for coming on at this particular moment and this all working out because it really is so much divine timing, not just for me or for you, but for people in general, because, oh, you know, we're in a group together, we're actually in a few, <laughs> but um, we, you know, we share different stuff. And uh, so, you know, that I had this experience where, um, like, I, I let go of a bunch of old selves and the old selves of my children and just all, all the stories that I had, I was clinging to, because I needed to to move forward, but I had a, um, a similar experience, uh, like yours, where it was about only mine had ancestors as well, but like supportive ones, ones that were like there for me, or like even there to apologize to me or, or be like, Hey, I know that was crappy. And I hope you understand now, but I'm, I'm here. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And then, um, after they were done talking to me, then, then I had later that day, like that experience of, um, actually, I think I have that flipped the, 
the integrative selves thing happened the day before. Interesting. Because when you were talking about like seeing all yourselves in front of you, like the, um, and for listeners, I'm like showing an arc, like the stadium sort of feeling like there's just yeah. infinite beings of versions of yourself and then for me that happened with the ancestors but the um the integration of selves was like the day before and it it started with this feeling of um and interestingly enough I think I was doing a little bit of breathing um it's like I see other people do breath work uh practitioners and it's much more um intensive than what I've done my whole life. So I don't think to call what I do breath work. I mean, not that I've discovered some special thing necessarily. I just think that um, I probably adapted this breathing pattern um, just instinctively for health reasons and uh, self-soothing reasons and that kind of thing. And it's turned out to be the key to unlocking anything I need to. Um, connection wise but so for me what I do um, and then being a singer um, you know lots of breathing practice <laughs> from the time I was about six um, and started school but uh, I just basically I can go to like two breaths a minute and so I'm breathing in as much air as I can possibly take in and I hold that as long as is almost not comfortable and then I slowly let that out. And I, the, the trick for me seems to be like staying in the hold and then the release where you're empty and like waiting for that pause to take in the next breath. Like as long as I get into that pattern for myself, I will go into that channel. So I had a similar experience to yours with the, all the selves. And I, I felt like this just in love with myself, you know, like I told you guys when I was describing it, it was like the only way I could describe it is I, I felt the intense, you know, in love, such complete, you know, you would die for this, <laughs> like that feeling that you have for um, a love partner or your child, you know, or, and sometimes your parents, I think it's a little different, the child parent connection, because it's just, there's an, like a natural th thing of like, I'm not supposed to die for you sort of thing. But as far as just, you know, that kind of just so in love. And so anyway, I felt, I felt what you're feeling. And I think a lot of people are having this same experience. And um, as I'm talking right now, it's like, and this has been happening to me all day. So I apologize. But um, as I'm talking right now, what's coming through is that that we've all been talking, <laughs> it's gonna make me cry. We've all been talking about pursuing, um, training, expanding, growing, releasing garbage in our way to, to, and talking about unity consciousness. And what if, what if the way we have that here as our, our light bodies incarnated into these vessels is it's like unity consciousness but on a, an individual level first <laughs> like we're we're and it seems like so many people are at this place where it's and it's not so much that we're we need to necessarily feel one with everyone on the entire planet 
we need to feel one with all of ourselves. And so then we have like our own little ball of this unity consciousness from, from where to make decisions and be in the world and, you know, love and spread joy and user creativity and all that. Wow. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah. yeah. And what I, what I'm realizing for myself, I mean, you know, we, we say inner child, but I, I really think it can, it, it's whatever version of you needs to show up mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to actually be a child version of you. But, um, one of, I've worked with several coaches over the last year. And one of them said that you can't, you can't love yourself if you don't love your story mm-hmm. and you can't love your story. If you don't love all those different parts of yourself, like, but so, like some of them are hard to look at and it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point because, and I think, you know, that's probably partly why, um, what a lot of people call shadow work and, or just healing trauma, all of those things are so important because that's how we release and release any guilt or shame about things or forgive ourselves because I feel like so weird this, I think this came up last night when Serafina and I were talking to Sarah Fornay, um, I, we were talking about how guilt and shame separates us from each other. Like that's mm-hmm. one of those things that separates us from each other. And if we could be like hundred percent authentic to the point where, and this is, this was coming from Serafina, but, um, to the point where we could, um, you know, we act authentically so that there is a difference between um, apologizing or being sorry that what you have authentically done has made someone else upset. You know what I mean? There's like this difference there and one has shame and guilt and one doesn't, you know, and that shame and guilt. And so it's like the shame and guilt is creating this distance from ourselves from all of ourselves, like you're saying your story. And yeah, that, that resonates hard because um, that was part of my whole thing with uh, releasing my old selves and letting go of my accepting what has happened and letting go of those old parts of my story was to, um, you know, release it to, and it's, it's not even, and it's not even about forgiving yourself necessarily at this point. I think it's more about just being like, and this, this sounds so trite, but you know, well, I said what I said and here I am now. And all I can do is keep moving forward in this life and, uh, you know, acting authentically, being loving out in the world and, um, being accountable when I make a mistake or screw up you know, um, but that you don't, you don't need to carry around all that, that stuff. Cause there's nothing to forgive. You were doing what you're supposed to do and you did it. And, um, I really, I really think a lot of our, like all of ourselves do the best they can at the moment, you know, even people that we would probably look at and say, oh, they're, you know, they're, piece of crap or they're a horrible monster um I know in your you know your day job you work with uh probation and that kind of thing and so I'm sure um you see that that like people 
not everybody changes I realize that but people do change and like they grow and they look back at things that they did and they would never do that now you know and so do we need to um I don't know punish them forever you know I mean is there like that whole thing of uh when do we decide okay you have felt guilt and shame enough and now you can just go be in the world, you know? So it's kind of like we're all freeing ourselves from our own versions of that. Yeah, yeah. and I think, I think really all we can do is do that for ourselves because mm -hmm. I, as I've done my own work, I, I just have a completely different view of people in general, but even, especially in my job, um, I, I, I don't like to admit it, but I will admit that when I first, I was very conservative when I first started this job and this was seven years ago, but very it's hard for me to imagine you as conservative. <laughs> it's hard for me go. to imagine me like that, but just very conservative, very like, like I, I was the kind of person that was like addiction is a choice and right, right. like pretty much like get your shit together. And now like, I just, I have these interactions with people where they're just in pain, <laughs> like and, and, and that's probably reflecting that back to me because I've realized that the times that I have acted my worst, I was in so much pain and it doesn't, oh. doesn't make it right because I definitely yeah. hurt people. But most of these people that I work with, they've never had support. They've never had, they've never had someone to tell them that there's another way. Like they, they don't know anything other than mm -hmm. trauma, guilt, shame, and just like over and over um, and I, and I do what I can to help interrupt that, but, um, I, I think that's something we like, we can only do that for ourselves. And if we do that for ourselves, then it'll, it'll ripple out to other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I love that. That makes so much sense to me. Um, and yeah, I really, like, I really feel that the, that the guilt and shame and the, and the pain, you know, I've there's been times where I was in so much emotional pain or physical pain or both combined, which are probably all connected. And to, you know, my listeners know I'm not one of those people who's like, well, if you just meditate all, anything will go away. You know, it's <laughs> not, that's not what I'm saying, but there's definitely a correlation between the two. And it's kind of hard to separate them because pain, you know, weakens your ability to control and regulate your own emotions and then society wants you all the time to be suppressing at least up until recently your physical pain your emotional pain you know stuff it down uh quit your crying quit your bitching and it's so hard to um keep that all in like you know we explode like a freaking volcano after a while and so I think that's part of the thing with like crime and punishment, the way it has been, why it doesn't work, why there's recidivism, why um, it's so hard for people to, uh, you know, rehabilitate and go forward with their lives and not keep falling back into that is like you said, they've never been given any tools to do otherwise. And they have nobody to show them a different way. They have nobody to, um, help them figure that out so they're and they're in pain they're in awful pain most of them and this isn't excusing you know really horrible crimes obviously but there's so much crime that we punish 
really severely that mostly only harms the person or maybe some property. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you, when when we were talking in the beginning, um, I was inquiring more about my friend, Amanda, because, you know, we don't like sit around in the group when we're commenting on stuff like, so here's me and here's all of the things I do and here's where I've come from. And, but um, it's so funny imagining you like super conservative, Uh, but (laughs) I know you're an artist and um, are the, is that any of your work behind you or is that other people's stuff? um I made I did the paint pour thing up here oh pretty Um, that's so pretty that's that's not what I it's not what I usually do but that was just for fun to fill that space yeah I will definitely link all the links to all your stuff for people because I love being able to share all of that but um uh you mentioned the podcast that you and your sister did because um well it kind of came out of your mom being sick for a while um what do you want to talk about that more because I'm really curious I'm like dying to know what yeah sure what it is about the podcast um I would have been binging it for the last week if I had remembered that it existed (laughs) yeah we uh well and actually I was listening to someone else's podcast um and she had done she had a co-host at the time but she was doing a solo episode where she was really just telling her story And I was listening to this. I was like, wow, this is like, this is so profound. Like, and you you could tell that it was really hard for her to to say the things that she was saying, but like, as a listener, it it was empowering for me. Like if, if, if she can do it, then I can do it. And, and it's, it's so important. We don't, we think, we think that our stories don't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do, (laughs) they really do. And so I, I was talking with my sister and um, was telling her just how I was feeling. And I said, I think I want to start a podcast and I think we should do it together. And so we did. And it's called um, It Is What It Is. And the basic premise is it is what it is, but it becomes what you make it. And um, oh, I love that. That is fabulous. Actually, uh, Jess uh, Walker from the group that we're in, she did our cover art and it's it's these two roads. And I, I kind of got this um, in a meditation one day where, you know, you can, you can go down the road that you've been going down and it's like dark and stormy, but it's like, and it doesn't feel good, but it's predictable. Like, you know how to do that and operate in that space. Or like, you can go down this other road that's bright and sunny, but there's like, there's not a whole lot on it. You can't really see what's coming. Um, and you kind of have to take a chance by going down that road. And right. so- we kind of talked about it at the beginning and we talk about throughout like how you this is a you come to this road for me multiple times a day like do I want to sit yeah like do I really want to sit on the couch or do I want to go right now like and it happens just you keep coming to that road which way do you want to go mm-hmm. and uh so yeah we talk about um spirituality mental health our own stories um all kinds of things but yeah we've we've been doing that since the beginning of the year well, that's exciting. I can't wait to um, go catch up on that because that sounds really like straight up my alley, you know, uh, sharing all of those things. I, I'm a firm believer that and, and I think about how 
and I mean, you could have been talking about an entirely different podcast, but the main reason, um, listeners, that a lot of us all met each other was because of Jessa Reed's podcast. And she very honestly shared her stories throughout her life um, on a few podcasts that, interestingly enough, drew all of these really amazing people together who were going through this awakening and ascension process uh, together and all have, um, you know, grown as people and expanded and we all have all these different projects and everything now, but empowering voices is, you know, I just think that is such a powerful thing in society. And I mean, just watching what's happened over the last year, even in, in general, you know, not just in our little community or in the world community, but just in general, um, you got empowered by someone and now you empower someone with your story. And, um, this is how we reach more people, because I think that's one of the advantages that digital medium and all that gives us is that, um, in the old days, you could only talk to so many people, you know, unless you were like a motivational speaker or had some sort of thing going like that. But now we are huge. I mean, there's 8 billion people on the planet, you know, and what if, what if the thing you have to say is going to help a million people, you know, it's like, we all have that drive in us, at least most people, even people who are asleep still or not um, conscious, we, most of us have that desire to help other people, you know, and um, I think that's what's so great about it is that you can, you can reach so many more people. Um, so I'm really excited to go listen to all of that. And I love the idea of that art and Jess Walker, she's, she's wonderful too. She also does readings and, um, beautiful art, all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to have to personally invite her, uh, on the pod for sure, because, um, you know, I think sometimes uh, like, like everybody's just dying to come on Grooving Goddess, right. You know, they're, they're just lining up outside my house. I mean, my DMs are full all the time, but, um, I think people are more likely to sometimes, um, unless they have a thing that they're getting ready to launch or promote or something like that, or they just want to get a reading from me for free. Cause you know, that's one of the bennies, um, is that I pull cards when people would like them. Uh, but it's better to be invited, you know, like being invited is nice. And so I will personally invite her because her artwork and her, her whole self is wonderful. Um, but I, I think telling our stories may wind up being like the most important thing we could have all been doing right now, you know? Because then, um, because you realize that you're not alone. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I was realizing listening to that, that one that inspired me to start my own was like, Mm -hmm. You don't feel it. You don't feel crazy for feeling the way that you feel or uh, the things that you've been through. Like you're not the, and, and not in like a, not landed, like a putting you down kind of way, but like, you're mm -hmm. not the only person that's been through that. Like other person, other people have experienced that. They know what it's like. Mm -hmm. and you, you can connect with those people, even if it's just hearing them talk about what they've been through and it, it, mm -hmm. it can help. It really can. It really does. I, I started, I mean, to be honest, I really feel like uh, podcasts were probably the catalyst 
to me, you know, getting my shit together, like conservative Amanda would have said. I know you've been waiting your whole life for the Patreon community that is just for you. My Xanadu Patreon, my Xanadu Collective is there and ready to accept you in and support you in your expansion and your grid work. It is hard for me to do anything comedic, which I have to be fake serious. But for real though, the Patreon is so much fun and come join the party. You can also book any of my available services, some which I haven't even put on the menu yet because I don't know what to call them. I'm your one-stop shop for readings, energy work, uh, animal communication, mediumship, and anchoring of your consciousness. So I even do academic tutoring. So if I can be of service to you or you want to join the Patreon, that is where you get the most bang for your buck because you can get a reading every month if you join at the VIP tier. And I'm always running specials each month for bonuses for when you join at any tier. So head on over to my link tree and check out my Patreon, my services on Square, and my other podcasts as well. I am providing you with as much entertainment and love and resources and fun as I have in me, and I appreciate my patrons more than they know. I thank them on the daily and I would love to be thanking you on the daily. So if you would like to support the podcast, that is a great way to do it by joining the Patreon. Much love. And if I can be of service to you in a private reading, book that at my Square Booking site through the link tree. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Now back to that interview. But just it helped it helped open me up to a whole new world. I started with um, so this is like we're talking 12 years ago, uh, mental illness happy hour with Paul Gilmartin. Um, he's had Jess on, I mean he's had everybody on, but he has celebrities on to talk about their stories with mental health and uh, you know addiction and whatever really. Um, but I started listening to his podcast and, um, plus he just has a super soothing voice and everything, you know? And so it was like, and that, that was really what started opening me up, I think, and helping me to understand, like you're saying that I wasn't alone, that there's nothing, you know, I, I really wasn't as weird or like unusual or isolated or it gave me a language to talk about things that I had experienced um, in a way that wasn't traumatizing, like re-traumatizing other people. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, and how to how to navigate all that. So yeah, I podcasts are amazing. They really are. And there's there's something about um, having that voice in your ear. You know, that's just so 
I, I think maybe I'm a, am I conflating two things? I'm not sure. Um, the brainwave thing that I'm always paying attention to because of the Schumann resonance, which I'm always paying attention to. Um, I, there's a certain, I don't know if it's alpha, I think it's alpha maybe, alpha and beta, where um, you're, you're more receptive to spoken word versus like visual stimuli, mm. interestingly enough. So, which is part of, you know, why they'll use that as a technique for hypnosis or brainwashing in a bad or negative case. But um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening to your podcast. Um, do you want me to uh, grab some cards while we talk more? Sure. Okay, awesome. I'm going to do that. And I'm grabbing, oops, I got to grab this one. And it actually might mean that I have to um, look up some stuff on my phone about these possibly. Um, I have these Galactic Trading Oracle cards um, and they're Syncretic Oracle cards and they have um, <laughs> the backs of them. I don't, I don't have my, I think I have my camera mirrored funny right now, but uh, the backs of them um, for anyone who tunes into the viewing and for Amanda specifically, um, they have all of these different modalities on there like I Ching, Mayan glyphs and tones and um, uh, chakra. <laughs> so, so there's a whole lot of stuff on those. Um, so that's why I'm saying I might have to look up a few things depending on what's on there because I always have to look up the Mayan glyphs, which is a reminder to myself that I really need to get um, my printer. I ordered a whole new, uh, I can never remember what it's called. It's not the ink cartridge. It's thing that they go in because I'm hoping replacing that whole assembly is going to fix the printer it was worth whoop, let's see what those were <laughs> it was worth 20 bucks oh how funny okay um it was worth 20 bucks to find out before I buy a new printer you know what I mean to buy the part and try to do it <laughs> oh, this is fun um so what fell on the floor and i will describe it for the listeners uh syncretic oracle card it's one of those cards that's a hollow card and i'm actually going to switch my camera so that you can see better so you're not trying to look at it backwards i can look at myself backwards for a little bit it freaks me out for some reason because i have this chronic uh wiping hair out of my eye that you know like it's just one of my mannerisms and so I do that and then if I don't have the camera switch to mirror me then I'm like I'm What's <laughs> like I can't find my own face <laughs> yeah um but uh let's see so I can hold it up right there and see Ooh. how the image changes oh that's cool yeah and I'll send you um like close-up shots of this when um, we get off of here. But uh, so it has like a, an eye in a pyramid in a circle and all of this light language on it. And then it goes back and forth between that image to like a mandala sort of thing. And then into um, almost like a digitized sort of matrixy DMT image, which is probably where it came from. <laughs> To be honest, yeah, because uh, yeah. these cards are from um, Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, Al uh, Alice 
Allison Gray. Yeah. Um, but on the back of the card, it says chaos, realm of matter in which all is inevitable entropy, order, realm of spirit in which all is interconnected light, and then secret writing, symbolic language of all creative expression. But realm of spirit in which all is interconnected light mm -hmm. um, really sounds like what we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> the experience you had and the experience I had and how it all goes together. And so, you know, it's not that um, that's just fascinating to me because I know there's like, we need everything. There's this and that, and chaos is part of it and everything. But I also think that chaos, realm of matter in which all is inevitable entropy. So like we can't have all chaos. That won't work either, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that is really interesting that that fell out for you. And then the other one that um, just fell is, um, and the, the card is called meta mode, but it's a portal card. And let me see here. Um, I will get these lined up so I have it before I start talking. Um, there's my I Ching. Uh, the I Ching for this card is water. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Heart, flow, tide, fluid, stream, waterfall, overcome, and moon. Hmm. Um, and then uh, the Mayan glyph, which I'll have to look up, like I said, is uh, two, that's the tone showing up on here. And um, where is the, oh, there it is. Um, I, you'd think I would have these memorized by now, but they all look a little different on the back of each card. So I always look it up because I don't wanna say the wrong, tell someone the wrong thing. So, and then the heart chakra, the green heart chakra, is on the back of here. So um, there's the back of the card and then I will, there we go. Um, and then I will uh, preview. <laughs> I'll show you the, the beautiful card that wow. came out. Isn't she fabulous? Yes. I absolutely right. love this card. Watch, I put this on YouTube and they're like, Dina! She's covered. <laughs> well, I know she is, but Facebook and, and Instagram are always trying to take her down because, you know, she's, uh, a beautiful dark-skinned woman with big boobs so, you know a larger <laughs> body so they're always always keeping us goddesses down um <clears throat> but cultivating gifts sharing surplus empowering others <laughs> well <laughs> this this deck had a lot to say to you uh all began in love all seeks to return in love love is the law the teacher of wisdom and the great revealer of mysteries. And that's a quote from Starhawk. Um, and this art is from Emily Kell and it's called The Great Mother Returns. Mm. Um, and like I said, it's a portal uh, card. It's about sentient culture. <laughs> so that really uh, resonates with everything that we've been talking about. And I'm gonna pull up the Mayan tones here on my phone real quick because I have it right there. Always ready for me for just such an occasion. I am, um, I'm still working out uh, exactly how to do a reading with just these cards only because they're so intricate. It's almost like I need to do it ahead of time and then uh, 
give someone the results, but I really like to have that live connection with people, you know, because you're a reader, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> uh, the two is lunar polarity, cooperation, relationship. Fascinating. And then uh, it's white wind, present moment, going with the flow, inspiration, truth, simplicity, co-creator of reality. So those are some bomb ass cards for you. Yeah. And there's actually, um, I did the, I don't know. Have you made it to any of the group meditations yet? Uh, I haven't because I'm all, I'm usually, I think they happen when I'm, um, doing, uh, meow taping maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just funny because last night, uh, we all kind of, in a way, there was, it was only four of us. It was me, Justin, Marie, and Shannon. And Mm -hmm. um, we all kind of had similar, like letting go past selves. Uh, Like we had very different experiences, but little, Mm -hmm. little things came together. But one of the things that, yeah. Yeah, One of of the things that I was seeing was, um, was waves um coming in and out but we all started fishing like surf fishing Mm -hmm. and what I kept hearing was like this is fine like you might catch some cool stuff doing this but my my attention was drawn out to like the deep sea and it's like you'll never know what's out there until you go out there um and like Shannon was seeing waterfalls and it was just just a couple of things that you said um came up last night too so that's really cool cool. awesome thank you for that validation and confirmation for both of us that's beautiful um I you know it's kind of funny because it's almost as divinely timed what I don't go to Mm -hmm. as what I do because you know we all sort of ebb and flow like we're in water all floating around you know moving along with each other and um but I will I will definitely uh try to make it next week if we're done and I can come in there um but uh the (laughs) it's validation for all of us yeah you know because then we're like oh well I wasn't even there and I you know it really does because this happens to me all day, every day. <laughs> this is just my life now. I am very grateful for it. And that's part of why I talk to as many people as I can, whose stories move me and, um, you know, why I started the Patreon and why I won't shut up about space weather, because I know it's tied to things that are happening and I know it's going to help help people expand more and also I mean the bosses you know that's what I'm supposed to be doing they're like okay you figured it out now you gotta tell everybody else you know yep and I mean not figured it out as in I have it all figured out but I have enough figured out that I can pass on to other people and help them um, be consciously doing this geological grid work that needs to happen and just the energy expansion in general um because the uh you know the planet needs us right now and we need us right now you know I mean there's no doubt that part of it 
is about saving our own asses, but that's why it has to be done with gratitude and love and supporting the planet with out regard for ourselves, that unconditional love component. That's mm -hmm. how it's successful. Um, yeah. I, you know, and I'm not going to go on about it right now, but uh, I will talk about it on a separate episode, a lot of the things that have been tied together, but um, back in December and January, um, maybe even November, October last year, they, they kind of built on themselves. And then when I fully expanded uh, late December during the eclipse and that um, galactic alignment thing, and then um, so much came in at once and so many newly awakened people came online. It was like mm -hmm. overwhelming. It was, it reminded me of what I have uh, read and watched about people who have hearing loss and then they get like people who've been mostly deaf and then they suddenly get the cochlear implant and they can hear it's like mm. the world is just piercingly you know it's so loud it's uncomfortable kind of and yeah. so they have their brain has to get used to it and so that's how it felt for me but while that was happening um it was like I kind of got warnings previews. It, I, I mean, I really think it was just for me personally, they were like, okay, now we need you to do some shit. Cause if you don't, um, you know, it, it, you'll be, you'll not be happy with the results. And this is why you're here. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, the geological stuff that's happened over the last few months all the volcanoes and the earthquakes mm -hmm. and all those things um and and you know the weather the storms the, and not to say that it minimizes anything that has happened or the destruction or the damage or anybody whose lives were lost or people that were harmed but um what i saw as opposed to what's actually happened was so much more dystopian, you know, apocalyptic hellscape kind of stuff that I haven't, you know, I've just kind of tried to gently talk about things and encourage people to send that, you know, love to earth because it didn't, I knew that I wasn't being shown that to then get on, you know, the internet or podcasts or wherever and start talking about, um, I've, this is what's coming and it's you know you better get your shit together and you need to be getting your mother fucking energy expanded <laughs> so that we can save this goddamn planet's habitability uh but um that's what was going on inside me you know until i mm -hmm. could start talking about some of that stuff but that was purposeful because jen i i have learned it took a long time and a lot of pre-awareness of disasters and things before I understood that I, you know, we're not showing these things so you can tell other people to do something or because you're supposed to warn everybody, we're showing these things because you know how to work with the geology and the space weather to collapse these catastrophic timelines with help from people. And you're supposed to help everybody do that consciously now because it's got to happen now and probably for the next 20 years or so, just because that's how long this cycle of the sun will take. Mm. Wow. Okay.
So um, we have, I, I was using the Starseed Oracle cards. These are so hard to see on here because they're so pale, you know, they're yeah. very pastel cards, but it's um, Earth and she is, <laughs> she's floating above water, <laughs> watery surface, kind of in a, a an inner, it almost looks like a crystal, but also could be like a drop of water itself. And she's in this um, kind of uh, cocoon and it says learning how to be human in the world, but not of it, um, <clears throat> earth. And uh, she just, you know, she's just vibing in there, real peaceful. There we go, that's a little better. Um, so I will look in the book for that one, but um, also deep cellular healing. This one is gorgeous too. And so interesting, this, this um, yeah. Uh, so she's kind of like in a, a temple. There's, there's crystal archways behind her and um, this beautiful woman. And there's all this energy that also kind of looks like water flowing. And she seems to have a bit of like angel wings, but let's see what the book says. And that's deep cellular healing. Arcturus energy. I've never gotten this far before. Um, physical and emotional healing. So I'm excited to see what it says, especially with respect to you. <clears throat> um, yeah, so much is coming together. It's really very exciting watching it all happen and participating in it. Um, Learning how to be human in the world, but not of it. The challenge for all souls having a human experience is to be how many times you're going to make me say the same sentence, but maybe I'm supposed to, is to be in the world, but not of it. <laughs> uh, to realize they are souls having a human experience and be fully conscious of it, to have their soul fully embody their body. So I, this is about bringing all of you in here into your vessel at which ironically that then allows us to connect to everything whenever we want yeah. at least that's how my experience of it has been it's been really funny because we've been told especially uh you know in the early new agey community kind of stuff like late 80s 90s that um we're supposed to get outside of ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like, we're trying to go somewhere else all the time. And it's actually in here, <laughs> the yeah. universe is inside you. Um, <clears throat> people's personalities tend to relate to either transcendence or imminence. Those who lean toward transcendence have a longing for the heavens and the metaphysical. They yearn for a personal experience with God and to be lost in the heavens. They're envious of the angels and are more comfortable praying and hanging out in the stars than on earth. Those who tend toward imminence have attached themselves more to the earth and their body. They spend more time thinking about things in this physical world rather than connecting with the heavens or their own mystical inner worlds. Being a fully embodied soul, having a human experience means finding the balance between transcendence and eminence. Uh, which it, I mean, that sounds like what you've been doing, what you've been experiencing yeah. for quite a while, you know, because you went from that eminence person, the conservative person mm. and have, are finding balance with it. <clears throat> 
Um, most star seeds are drawn toward transcendence. <laughs> They're more comfortable with the angels in the heavens. Life on earth can be more difficult for them. If this is you, you're being reminded that you chose to be a soul in a body on earth <laughs> and you're being called to focus more of your energies in the physical world, to learn how to be human, a soul in a human body, fully present to what life on earth has to offer you. Um, yeah, that's really beautiful. Uh, the feeling of being fully embodied is pretty amazing. And what I was thinking about today with, with today's buttload of downloads, um, I should make that a segment on something. Now it's time for buttload of downloads. <laughs> oh, what is it with me and butts lately? Um, <clears throat> The Arcturus energy, the deep cellular healing, uh, your body knows how to heal. Healing is your natural state. Physical and emotional disharmony can be a reflection of how the world, inner and outer, has been out of alignment. Um, it's probably for me too. <laughs> if you're suffering from a mystery or a chronic illness, don't allow yourself to think you've done something wrong. Wow. Today, it's difficult to navigate our health. If this card has made its way to you, you're being called to focus on your healing in practical ways, to prioritize your health, to be kind and tender to your miraculous body, to give yourself the grounding and care you need to put your body first, to nourish yourself as you would a newborn baby, to treat yourself with tender care. Oh, I think that's what, I think on the picture, I think maybe she's holding a little star baby. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, the Arcturians are a galactic group of beings who have mastered deep cellular and emotional healing. They want you to know that it's possible to feel vibrant in your body and well in your skin to have your cells return to effervescence and vitality, to find calmness and contentedness, to have a soothed nervous system and a tranquil heart. Um, mm. This has been happening to me a lot over the last several months, especially. Um, you know, it kind of started at the beginning of the year, but it really ramped up after... Um, the whole Nemesin experience happened for me where I remembered that knowing. Um, and since then it's like, uh, and I feel silly doing it half the time, but I don't care anymore because it works. But um, once I became connected to everything fully and then had the full knowing, it was like I, um, they showed me how I can self-heal and what to focus on in meditation and then um I just started simply like all day every day uh if something hurts I, you know oh I'm releasing this for myself and the collective I'm releasing this for myself and the collective and sure enough it it works it just it works and um Sometimes it takes a little while if it's something that's been around for a long time or if it's particularly painful. Um, but, oh, and the other cool thing about it is sometimes those are somatic release as well. And the way this seems to work now is that we don't necessarily have to know, you know, oh, my elbow hurts from the time my 
grandpa grabbed me roughly and it made me cry and my shoulder and you know like we don't necessarily need the whole story behind it to release it and so that's kind of awesome yeah that's one of the reasons why I really love breath work is one because your body knows what to do Mm -hmm. and and those distractions like that is also your body knowing what to do because you're you're doing something that's helpful And your body's reaction is like, Hey, hold on. This is outside of our comfort zone. What are you doing? (laughs) But, um, but yeah, also I've, I've had several experiences where I am just usually crying and I'll have a moment where I want to like, what is this? And then I'll remember, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, it's trying to get out, let it get out. Like just my, my logical mind wants to take over and make sense of what I'm feeling. And and it really doesn't matter. Just let it out. That is, that's a really important point and such a great point and so very true. I, that's, that's one of those graces that I've given myself, I would say over this last year, especially, but even just the last few months, it has felt different. Like my expression of emotion, my release of emotion has felt different. I, like you're saying, I don't need to. Sometimes it's just a feeling. And, and part of that too is, um, you know, if you're someone who's a macro and you're working through stuff for the collective emotionally as well, sometimes it's legitimately not even yours. You know, it's yeah. just, wow, there's so much sadness in the grid right now that, that it needs to be processed. And um, some of us like you know people who are unconscious or disassociated or repressed or whatever they can't do that so I think people that are more sensitive to it we we help clear out the gunk so it doesn't get toxic you know yeah but um uh that uh (laughs) that's just that's so amazing really really amazing um so uh why don't you tell viewers slash listeners where they can find all of your awesome stuff and get in touch with you if they want a reading and uh i know it's uh it is what it is podcast and is is that on all podcatchers yes yes and do you have a page for it or anything yep i'm i'm on facebook a little bit but mostly on instagram so the, the instagram for the um the podcast is it's it is what it is a t for amanda and tina my sister um and then my my instagram for myself for my business is mountain moon intuitive um and i have my etsy shop link there i have uh my links to schedule readings and then i've also um just put up there really within the last week um a spot to do a consultation for coaching because I'm trying to get into coaching as well. Oh, that's um, wonderful. That's all my awesome. Stuff is that is really great. I will share those links and um, put all that out for you because people, you should get in touch with my friend, Amanda Elliott, because she is awesome. And it's so funny. I do this like, because sometimes I just, most of the time I research before I get on with people, but uh that was not feasible right now. And part of that is because earlier I had this experience where I suddenly became aware that time slowed down in Mm -hmm. such a profound way that I just was like, yeah, I need to go talk to some whales and I'm just gonna, 
lay down until it's time to function. And so what came out of that is that I, I figured out that I, because I've heard other people talk about this, like Jess Walker and lots of people where it's like, doesn't it feel like it's slowed down? Doesn't it feel like it's faster today? Um, I think it's tied to the solar activity. I, mm. and, and I'm going to have to start now that I'm aware of that, I'll start tracking it more, but it does seem like it's, it's connected uh, in certain ways. And, and I wonder, you know, I wonder how many people are actually aware of it or they just think, you know, they're going nuts. And one of the things that I thought of about it was that uh, you have to, um, when it slows down like that, it can feel really great if you're doing something you want to be doing. <laughs> but when it slows down like that, if you're doing like a job you hate or you're with a person that you have difficulty with or whatever, can feel like an eternity, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so maybe that's, you know, part of what we're learning is, is that those slowdowns um, help us see what needs to be fixed in our lives maybe but mm. anyway um I have this bad habit though of not connecting people from the community whose real names I know <laughs> with who they are at Instagram <laughs> because sometimes it's a whole other business name and, and I mean I'm the same way I think there's a ton of people probably in the group that like didn't necessarily know up until very recently that I was grooving God. <laughs> because I hadn't been doing as much uh, video, you know, mm -hmm. so they, I think they thought it was two separate things, but um, I will share that. And, um, and I've been seeing your stuff. So I, it's kind of funny. I have like this mental shopping list and it's all people's <laughs> Etsy shops. <laughs> ah, so um, definitely reach out to Amanda. She is, I mean, we're in an accountability group together. So on the daily, she is a lovely, authentic, honest person who shares about herself and is inspiring and motivational when she does it. And so I really think um, she could help anyone get on a better path. Well, thank you. I feel the same way about you. <laughs> oh, thank you, honey. Well, um, listeners, you know where to find me. Grooving Goddess in all the places. I am on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have a link tree, which will take you to that podcast and my other podcasts. Um, Call Me Karen, which I haven't been doing anything with for a while, but I'm getting ready to start that up again when winter comes. Uh, and Meow Podcast, my collaboration with Serafina Blackman. So, um, be sure to check all of that out. Please like, please subscribe, please uh, follow, please rate, please do all the things that help uh, creatives and energy workers and healers like us uh, do our jobs because you really are our patrons. You really are <laughs> the ones supporting us. And oh yeah, you can find me on Patreon um, at Grooving Goddess. And that's where I talk in depth about all the grid work stuff and space weather and try to um, educate about 
all of that, the Schumann resonance and everything. So you can find me there. Oh, and there is a special uh, that will be over at the end of September. Join this month on any tier and you get a free bonus reading, which is a VIP perk if you join the VIP tier. So the VIPs this month are going to get a fun surprise, which I'll probably wind up giving to everybody because the person who's on the VIP tier will not care if I share it with the rest of you. <laughs> so uh, until next time, and thank you so much uh, for coming on, Amanda. I just can't thank you enough. I love you to pieces. Yes, thank you. Introducing a new collaborative podcast, Meow Podcast, M-E-O-W-W, that's Muse, Elf, Oracle, Witch, and Wizard, a panel discussion on YouTube amongst people of different disciplines talking all things woo to help you along your personal ascension, expansion, spiritual journey. It's not a vibe, it's a frequency. Check out Meow Podcast on YouTube and you can get us at themeowpod at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on the pod, please give us an email. Otherwise, go check us out today on Meow Podcast. It's nothing but fun and a frequency of love. Another big thank you to Amanda for coming on the podcast and be sure to go check out her podcast. Uh, it is what it is and come back again next time. Brewers have a wonderful weekend. If you're getting to this when it's released and I'll be back again next week with uh, another wonderful interview from a friend, Shanna Warwick. So have a fabulous time. Take care of yourselves. Have some fun. Shake up your energy. Uh, don't let yourself get too meddled down in the things that are irritating or annoying in the moment because they really are just temporary and don't matter that much. Much love. you cry baby mine dry your eyes rest your head close to my heart never to part baby of mine little they say let yourself sparkle and shine never to dim baby of mine if they knew all about you they'd end up loving you too 
Never depart, baby of mine.